Oh, it's so wonderful to see you again. Come in and unwind. Welcome back to the Celestial Cafe, a podcast for the magical mind. So come, take a seat. Would you like something sweet? A star drop potion for the soul? Maybe an enchanted eclair as a treat? I just baked a batch of warm cookies with a dash of moonlight. I wonder what will happen if you take a little bite. Here is your bewitching beverage. Let each sip melt your worries away. It's time to open your mind. I wonder what magic awaits us today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a a new episode of Celestial Cafe. How is everybody doing? I hope you're having a good November so far. Welcome back. Hello, Dukesley, Panther, and Fuchsia. How are y'all? Hi. I'm good. I have a puppy being a puppy. Uh Uh-oh. Puppy Come up here. Come up here. You're going to be a puppy and be a puppy with everyone. We got some puppy (laughs) noises as well. Yeah. Buck has been so funny with the snow outside. He doesn't want to come inside. So, like, Aww. I've been walking him on a leash so that he won't stay out there for forever. And because we've got some mm-hmm. parts of the yard that's super muddy right now with, like, the snow, like, snowing and melting, snowing and melting. So, but now he just flops down and it's like, he's 125 pounds. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, if he doesn't want to get up, he just thinks heavy thoughts. And he's like, he thinks heavy thoughts. What are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he, he loves to go outside too cooper he loves it uh i i've always liked winter but i like it so much more now that he just mm-hmm. he adores it you know it helps me um, a lot too it's like how can i yeah. hate it when you love it so much yeah <laughs> literally like he just has such a good time out there i, I... <laughs> Oh, what a baby. Welcome in, everybody, to the Celestial Cafe podcast. Um, we are a magical podcast that meets up a couple times a month. That may be changing at the new year. We've got a lot of fun excitements for, or fun, exciting, yeah, excitements. Um, exciting works. <laughs> uh, announcements for y'all today. Um, but if y'all are new here on the podcast, we do have a website, celestialcafe.org. You can get all of our links and um, get the show notes for the, the episodes there on the blog posts and um, all of that good stuff. So, oh man. Okay. So where do we even start? I feel like so much is like shifting kind of rapidly with us behind the scenes right now. And we're, we're kind of implementing it slowly on the, on yes. the front facing, but we're, yeah. we've got a lot of big talks going on on the back end. So, so I've where got do some you... ideas. I feel like we should okay. start with what is going to be coming and okay. then we can talk about what is being implemented now as like the, okay. the wrap up and the excitement. So build the excitement. And then do you oh, want to lead us in? This in the big time. <laughs> Oh gosh! You have a whole game plan for this. So we're really excited that we're going to be upping the Celestial Cafe episodes to weekly, and that's going to be starting in first week of December. Oh wait, are we rolling it out? Oh (laughs) no, I thought we were doing it January. I thought we were doing it January. January. Okay, sorry, January first. But I was also like, we are excited to announce. There's going to be doing some bonus episodes in December. The rest of us will be doing four episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We we decided one thing that we talked about it, and then yeah, we've been we've we've been kind of going back and forth with each other, and we we, what we really don't want to do is like destroy what what we've done so far and i think that the the thing that has worked the most about celestial cafe out of any other project that i've ever done ever really is how gentle and casual and relaxing and um natural all of this has been um 
we're not forcing anything. We're not like trying to pump out content and surf the algorithm. Like we're just chilling and taking it. You know, we started out meeting up once a month and then we're like, you know, let's do two episodes a month. And now we're like, let's go ahead and do weekly. Like we're, this is, this is working out really nice. So we're trying to take like baby steps and basically, and, and relax into, uh, uh, like an increase with all of this. So, yeah. So I'm like eager and I'm like, let's start doing weekly episodes now. But then it's like, okay, let's. But then we have to actually yeah, like to wait. be ready for Let's it. prepare so, ourselves. Yeah. yeah, we're preparing. So right now yeah. we're working on building up a lot of the social media stuff. Yeah. So um, if you guys don't already follow us on Twitter, Instagram, we made a TikTok. What? Yeah. <laughs> and Although the, the, uh, the, the Twitter, Twitter might be going down Titanic style. So. <laughs> so maybe check us out on the other places as priority yes. and then check us out on Twitter. But Instagram for sure. We've actually prepped a whole like queue. We've got memes and aesthetic pictures and um and episode of course like episode promos. We're gonna be posting short reels of of clips from the streams and the podcast episodes, and that's what's gonna be going up on TikTok as well. Um, so we're gonna try to get a little. I, I feel like we've we've done a good job creating a show, and now we gotta kind of get the word out a little bit. So we're gonna be trying to make some social media content. Um, so yeah, the um the links are all on the website. Celestialcafe.org, um, and the links are here in the Twitch chat while we're recording live. So the plan for the weekly episode updates are to record at a consistent time every week. So every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I know we're a little late today. <laughs> um, we we could probably say like seven or eight ish Eastern on Thursdays. Um, yeah. We want to try to be consistent with that seven, but you know, uh, life. We're gonna try to record live here on Twitch Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then I'm going to take a couple of days to edit it over the weekend. And podcast episodes will go live, and the YouTube video will go live Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and I mean, if y'all have been listening on the podcasting platforms, and or, or, like if you've been watching on the YouTube, I messed up the video on one of them. And if you've been listening on the podcast, I totally botched the audio on one of them. Just Adobe things. Um, so I think that giving me a little bit more editing time instead of trying to like pump it out overnight um, will reduce any of these like technical issues. So we're going to we're going to try to get into a good rhythm with that, that we're going to try to roll out around the start of the new year. And that also means um, when we're increasing the episodes, uh, we're going to keep two like we've been running now, two long form um, regular episodes with all four hosts. But the two additional episodes we'll be adding will be um, like we're going to call them mini-sodes or chibi-sodes. Um, so short little, maybe about an hour long, um, two hosts. Still a good-sized episode Still for, for sure, but yeah. not our, but not our normal three-hour yeah. <laughs> three ramble. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, there'll be two hosts, um, for those little episodes and possibly guests for some of them. So usually it's usually two people, sometimes three people. And the third person will be, um, an outsider to the Celestial Cafe crew, but I've got lots of good guests that I'm excited to to reach out to, see if they might want to join us. And we'll be, you know, if y'all have some recommendations, you can let us know on the social media, um, or in the discord server. So, um, I'm excited for this. And we have another announcement, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, we have created a Patreon Ooh. for the Celestial Cafe <laughs> podcast. And right now it is just one tier, general support tier, but it is available right now. If you want to check it out, it's uh, patreon.com slash Celestial Cafe TV. And then 
in the new year. I believe we talked about March, maybe like early springtime. We're going to yeah. be building up for a larger Patreon launch. So multiple tiers, expect maybe like a book club, some printable book of shadows pages. So instead of having to take down notes and so on, you can join the Patreon and get your astrology for the month and your traditional moon sign and you know your uh shadow work prompts and everything all in one handy spot for you um we've got so many exciting things coming for you voting opportunities um am i missing anything i think that maybe we talked maybe about like a like an exclusive live stream on patreon here or there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that that yeah we're again the baby steps thing we're gonna we're starting now with the general support so a lot of y'all have been super kind and generous to support um by subscribing here on my twitch channel but if you would like to support the podcast as a whole instead of just hate like me as hey shady lady the patreon is a great place to do that and we're our first priority is um trying to get a video editor so that we can Mm -hmm. kind of streamline this process a little more so um um, all of the support is and only merch. Gonna, yeah, we want to do a merch drop for y'all really bad. But um, yeah, all of the support is only going to increase and improve uh, the Celestial Cafe production and you'll get more content from us. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm very excited for I, I love I am so proud of um, Celestial Cafe. This is one of my favorite things that I've ever made. This is the longest project I've ever run consistent. We haven't missed a single episode uh, since we started this, that we have been here every single time. There might be a host that got sick here or there, but the show goes on. And I'm so proud of that because I'm like a notorious flake, just Gemini things. So uh... <laughs> and there, to, to be clear, like to give you a peek into the background, there have been days where some of us are like, uh, oh, I like I love the show, but like, can I pull myself together to do it yes. today? And we do, we do. But like, I there, think that there's we, so many times it would be easy to cancel, and we just don't. I so, think that know, we good on us. We bring each other together. I think that I just, I just, I don't know. I just love y'all so much. This is just so yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, we lift each other up here. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yes. Um, by supporting us in all these new ways, we can continue to be here at 100 percent and yeah. deliver this uh, little corner of witchy goodness that we love and we love to share with everyone. So. Yeah. I hope uh, you all are excited for the new year, for all the new stuff that we're going to be bringing in. Uh, should be cool. Uh, some cool ideas, some cool guests uh, that we're going to start reaching out to and stuff. So should be good. Should be interesting. So thank you to everyone who's been a part of this ride so far, especially also those who have been here since before we got onto podcasting platforms. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, those were those are the real homies. Uh, but also also those who have popped in as time has went on. Of course, all of it matters. But of course, yeah, we're just we're just taking it slow, taking it easy. So thank you for your patience and thank you for hanging out. Gonna we got a lot more. <laughs> yes, we have to, or else we're gonna burn out. <laughs> yeah, especially with Mars and retrograde. Yeah. It's God, fucked. Mars and retrograde. I oof, man still. It's it's Bird. it's rough out here. So we so stepping away from celestial cafe updates, we're we are gonna be okay. Uh let's we're gonna a little ahead of ourselves. So here's Celestial Cafe. We do love our tasty beverages. What is everybody sipping on today? I have my usual mocha uh iced oat milk 
latte. Um, and I have some Dr. Pepper and water. Delicious. But the latte is getting me through this because I have slept four hours each night for the last two nights because I'm Minecraft addicted and I have no impulse <laughs> control abilities. And I uh -oh. stayed up all night editing a blog for today's podcast. So I'm struggling. Um, and also the last two weeks have been absolutely um, unhinged and bonkers. And I have had no energy or ability to do anything. Mm. So uh struggling coffee's getting me through tonight so maybe like what are y'all drinking and what's your little mini vibe check going on <laughs> okay well i got water and i got this is my favorite thing at the moment matcha latte it's iced by the way iced matcha <laughs> latte uh with oat milk with some agave nectar with some vanilla extract it is so comforting um and my vibe check I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. You're uh, just vibing. I. I don't. Uh, I'm okay. I'm. I'm actually just like really thinking about my soup. Uh, that's about where <laughs> the vibe is at right now soup vibe. for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little tired, maybe at worst, but mostly I got soup on the brain. That's that's I think the main feeling I'm. I'm experiencing at this very moment. Soup time. Soup on the brain. I think yeah, I think that was our, the first word out on our street on our podcast today was Cooper coming after your soup. So yeah, now. yeah. So he's he also has soup on the it's brain. <laughs> Just a couple of soup fiends out here. It's cool though. Uh, yep, that's it. Matcha latte, delicious. Highly recommended for all ages. Maybe actually, okay. I'm not a doctor. The end. Probably not infants. Maybe not infants. Maybe not. We'll see, maybe not great great grandpa either. Mm. <laughs> Give him some matcha. It's going fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what you drinking, Fuchsia? Um. Well, so I've got my water, and I've got my regular staple of cherry Coke Zero. Um, which. I have just been fighting brain fog all day today, like terrible. So the caffeine in the soda is the only thing keeping me coherent and focused, focused, um, in theory. And, uh, this is the only thing keeping me going right now. So that's what I've got. We just get lots of caffeine. So if you see me reaching down to pour some more in my cup don't say anything don't judge please i just i just, I just need it if you see if you see me slip the flask out here <laughs> <laughs> little shot of diet coke <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that's my vibe i'm just brain fog central over here just trying to fight through it so no I reason just just woke up like that. It's just funky. So. It's just been funky mm -hmm. these yeah. last couple of weeks. Definitely. For sure. Mm -hmm. oh, for my beverages, I have my my three, of course, my holy trinity of drinks. I have my water. Got to stay hydrated. I have a fancy juice thing. I just saw oh, it I love the store and I was like, antioxidants. Yes. Bye. I don't want to get sick. <laughs> so it's... um. Costa Rica Clementine. It's actually really yummy. Usually I don't like Whoa, flavored water that's, things. That's lit. I love Clementines. You guys don't understand mm. my love for, oh, for a yep. Clementine. <laughs> I think I do I because I also love Clementine. Clementine. <laughs> and don't worry. I'm on the Clementine train with you. 
Mm-hmm. I've got my Egyptian licorice tea again because um, I just wanted something like nice and warming, and um, my throat is starting to bother me a little bit. So I, I was like, I cannot. Oh my god! Like cannot lose oh. the voice. I <laughs> so, almost got a hot a nice, drink today. Warm tea today. I was I was this close to getting a hot mocha, and I was like, no. I, I love hot mochas. If my I get a white mocha. If I get a delicious hot drink, I'm going to drink the whole thing really fast, and then my heart rate's going to skyrocket, and I'm going to have a panic attack. So let's just oh. chill. That's what I was telling my mom. I was like, I. She, she was telling me about this really hot drink. It's not quite gross, but it's just like it's not. It's not like nectar that I must have slurped down immediately. It's yeah. like okay, I can have a sip or two. It tastes good. It doesn't taste bad. You know, it's like it's like just a good old cup of Joe is what it feels like. So it's not you're not gonna guzzle your your just your regular old coffee because it's just like, um, but but if I got like a mint chocolate mocha frappuccino or a hot yeah. with like a whipped cream i'm gonna be like so delicious and then I'm gonna, and then i'm gonna have a caffeine panic attack so i don't whipped cream oh yeah i try to um i don't know i, I try to pace myself on caffeine a lot and i would love to i see one of our chatters um xylo in chat saying i'm not drinking coffee anymore out of caffeine for month number two so far congratulations that's um, crazy i uh I would love. I, I actually had some black tea yesterday, and it made my. It just made me feel better to drink tea than coffee. Um, so I, I would kind of like to transition myself away uh, from coffee in general. I feel like tea is a better mm. caffeine source. Try but- matcha. I need to. I need to get back on the tea train because I have a bunch, tea. and I love it, and it does feel better. Has like, anybody tea? tried does- the mushroom yeah. drink? A mushroom drink? Oh, like a so, like mushroom tea. coffee. It's supposed to be like coffee, yeah. but it's made from mushrooms, and it's supposed to give you more more natural energy without the caffeine. For sure, it's very. There's also dandelion Bud water, coffee. I think is what it's called, right? That's one of the brands. Um, yeah, I'm seeing people mention cacao. I use cacao it. a lot as a replacement. Someone I use that a lot too. It's onion I'm a cat says, I've, I've been off caffeine for about 23 minutes. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even say that. I have it right here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dandy blend. If so I'm good. awake, I am consuming caffeine. It's the only way I am awake. I, I yeah. I basically have a coffee daily. That's that's kind of that's and, crazy. I know. Thanks. I, I, I did that. No, it's okay. <laughs> hey, we're talking about our shadows today. That's I fine. I coffee yeah. in the morning. I was addicted to coffee one, when I was like in seventh grade. I, oh, wow. I, I wanted to be like wow. my mom. She always she was always so cool drinking her coffee. And I was like, I want coffee. I can't imagine so, the children that I know, the like like 12 and 14 year olds. No, get that coffee out of your head. You're oh already you a imagine? little hyperactive chihuahua. I need you to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to bring it down to a two. <laughs> <laughs> When Just I was me. a teenager, I used to take shots of espresso. What was I, the five-hour energy drinks? No, I've had a caffeine Ooh. problem my whole life. Yeah, I know. I've been a Mountain Dew fiend forever. Like that was teenage Panthera. Was I, I was all about Diet Sierra Mist. Yo, that that's shit was disgusting. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> what the heck? You said Diet. Don't you said yuck, Sierra Mist. Yuck. I'm out times three. <laughs> It was I the actually, only soda I drank for years. Wow. Was diet wow. I never I never had any caffeine until like college. Like at all. No caffeine at all until college. Um so Zyla and Chacha said our generation was raised with caffeine. I'm like, I never had caffeine until college. Um when I was a kid, my mom, you know those lies your parents tell you? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. My mom told Say me and my siblings that if we drank her soda we would grow a third arm out of our back. No way. <laughs> so, 
That's so, so grotesque. <laughs> So, and specifically because she didn't want us drinking her soda, but like we took it as a blank statement, like no caffeine, no soda. Nope. That's funny. Nope. You can't eat, you can't drink that until you are fully done growing because otherwise you will grow a, a third arm. Actually, that's kind of cool. Of I was going to say, you would have caught me chugging soda behind everyone's back. Ready you to want go. the third arm? <laughs> that would have How many more activities horribly. I could do with the third arm? Like, writing a book back I know, there. Like now, now I'm like, man, fucking... I could I could really use that. Yeah. But, but at the time, you know, it was enough to keep us away from it. So yeah, I didn't drink, I didn't drink caffeine until I was well into my adult years. And now, look at me, I can't function without it. Caffeine addiction is certainly something we could be discussing with our shadow today. <laughs> um, so today's episode is a very exciting topic. It's about shadow work. And this is a pretty fundamental um, topic in the witchy spiritual communities. Um, and... Uh, we were discussing. Oh, <laughs> we were just. We were discussing uh, as hosts together a couple of days ago, like uh, the the crossover of the spiritual community, like the spiritual new age community, and then like the witchy like pagan communities and stuff. And both of these communities kind of have different, I guess, like focuses in general. But shadow work is like a little bridge that crosses both of them together. And what I am particularly love about shadow work and I think my spiritual practice in general is the combination of the scientific side with psychology and the spiritual crossovers where we could talk about like chakra and past lives and um and and uh that kind of like emotional baggage the collective consciousness which also kind of crosses over with psychology mm -hmm. the conscious yeah. the collective consciousness at least um so this is a uh this is a meaty topic. We're probably going to be here. So y'all, we've already had our nice little, little pre banter 30 minutes. Y'all better, we're clearly chatty today. So go Buckle ahead. Up, buttercups. Get we're yourself comfortable. <laughs> grab a little snack uh, and, and get ready for, I think a fun conversation. I, this, but I do, we need to give a trigger warning today. Um, just, mm -hmm. just a heads up. Um, shadow work is not um, a gentle topic. Uh, it cover it. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about trauma, mental health disorders, uh, un unpacking your trauma, rewire childhood things that happened that would cause you to behave differently. These these topics can get pretty heavy, um, and you may not always be in the mental space to uh, to unpack this kind of stuff. And I think that a, a topic I'd really like to talk about is how flippantly people are like do shadow work, and it's like uh not always like the healthiest thing for someone to do really so mm -hmm. um and especially, yeah, especially like if this... you're just somebody who has gone through uh trauma or experienced some things in your life that um would be difficult to reflect upon doing this with a professional if you are really interested in it is a great yeah. way to go about it because it is an actual psychoanalytical therapy it's a psychotherapy um so not every psychologist or therapist that you might talk to will know it or be trained in it um but it's worth talking about and letting them know that that's something you're interested in and maybe they can find you somebody who is and none of uh, us are doctors or mental health professionals 
Um, yeah. We are going to be touching on topics today that are going to cross over into those fields. So make sure that you take what we're saying with a grain of salt, do your own research and talk to get a support system. I know that that uh, therapy and, and these things aren't available. They're, they're um, not available to everyone there. It's 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 a privilege to have health care in a lot of places. So um, just make sure you're taking care of yourself and check in with yourself. Um, and uh, we want we want y'all to prioritize your well-being above all. I do think that this will be a productive and helpful conversation for people um too though i don't we're not going to be like i i i don't i don't know i i we're not going to be like explicit no, we're just going to be talking about heavy subjects it's, uh, it's yeah. just it's the nature of shadow work the, we, we, we're talking about shadows we're talking about things that are hidden from ourselves it's 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 gonna get deep so if you're not ready to venture to that world uh then Maybe uh, come back to this episode another time. But if you're ready yeah. and if you're down to talk about uh, what it means to do shadow work, why it's important, how to do it, and why it matters, then you are in the right place. And we and it's okay if you're not ready. It's shadow work is one of those things where I believe everyone can will would benefit from doing it. Um, like it will in, in um, impact everyone's lives if they do it, but you don't have to be ready for it and you don't ever have to be ready for shadow work you don't have to do it it's like i feel like everyone in the world would benefit from going to therapy even exactly. if you feel like you don't have any underlying issues but that doesn't mean everyone is going to go to therapy and like you you can still live your life great um but it's one of those things if you feel ready for it you should look into it Shadow work is cool because it is accessible. We can uh, access this part of ourselves at any time that we want uh, and sort of explore these dark recesses of our mind uh, in a radical way. Uh, so welcome uh, to the shadow work episode. I guess we should start with we shouted about shadow work a lot and there's probably a bunch of people that are like, okay, that's neat, what but I don't it? know what the shadow work <laughs> yeah, means. I, I yeah. think that a, a good spot to start is is kind of defining our terms and um, getting a foundation for the best of it, uh, the best of it, for the rest of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, we mentioned shadow work in almost every other episode. I think that this is a good topic to have an understanding of when you are on your um, spiritual journey. So um, Panthera, I know that um, you have a blog going up in the next day or two where you've deep dived the origins the of the creator, term shadow work. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to lead us in? So yeah, maybe you can kind of bounce back with me too. Cause I know you just also created a yeah. blog. <laughs> this so... is the first time I've ever researched a topic and created a blog for, um, for a celestial cafe episode, which is a, a habit I want to get into more, but, um, there'll be a link in the show notes. I got one in chat for y'all right now, but it's a whole little, like, I called it a baby, which is guide to shadow work. Um, cause while I've been into tarot and stuff for like a decade, there's a lot of areas of, um, like witchcraft and magic that I'm a, a fucking noob to. So, uh, I, and I feel like this is one of them. I learned about shadow work, uh, essentially from Dugsley when I met her in the last Ooh. couple of years. So, um, it's still kind of a new area to me, but it's one of those things that once you learn about it, you're like, Oh, I've been, I've been basically doing this my whole life. I just didn't know I had yeah. a word for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. 
let's let's go panthera what you got for yeah. us yeah so when we talk about the what is shadow work so shadow work is actually a type of psychotherapy that was created by the psychoanalyst carl Jung. so a lot of you guys might recognize that name or not and that's perfectly fine carl Jung is right up there with like sigmund freud in terms of uh prominent psychologists who have really affected and influenced modern psychology in so many different ways. And I I did a deep dive on Carl Jung as part of my blog. So um, he's really interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. If, you're into the, if you're into the occult, you should look into Carl Absolutely. Jung. Absolutely. Or even yeah. just psychology in general. So yeah. Um, if you guys know the Meyer Briggs personality tests, that is actually derived from Carl Jung's theories. So he actually was the one who created the terms introvert and extrovert, as well as the thinking, feeling, um, you know, the ways that you can describe your brain processes. So essentially, he was a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who lived between like 1875 and 1961. So old right yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was old years. yeah yeah <laughs> and a lot of this he did in oh. his el- elder part of his life too um mm-hmm. he was publishing through to like uh 19 like i think the 19 like 20s 1930s or some of like his uh, his final pieces um but was very he worked kind of hand in hand with sigmund freud and a lot of their theories at first were fairly similar um Both of them believed that we had things that happened to us in our childhood that affected us and our personas and our our personalities throughout our lives. So where they diverged is Freudian Freudian psychology is... um, is very like sexually influenced. Look, Freud Carl is telling Young on himself. Kind of went in a different say. way, and so after they split, actually, which was in 1912, um, Carl Jung actually took a much more like spiritual side of things. He really diverted into um, focusing on dreams, fantasies, like daydreams and things like that. And he would actually scientifically record his dreams and everything. And that's where he came up with the theory of the collective unconscious. He's and- just like me for real. so and the creation of what we now call archetypes so that is all of these things are heavily influenced from or created directly from carl Jung. and so now we get to what is shadow work right so we got the background of who created it why he created it so carl Jung believes that there are two different sides of that make up our personality there is the the persona which is what we portray forward. And then there is the shadow, which is behind. And that is what we are hiding, what we are in keeping internalized kind of within us. Um, we might occasionally reckon, recognize it. It might occasionally surface itself, but it's it like when you invite someone over to your down. house and you put the, you got the spotlight facing your face and you've like pushed the like dirty laundry into the corner where no light, like when I'm streaming and I've got like, there's like a pile of laundry behind me, I move it back into the shadowy corner so it doesn't show up on the camera. Um, but I'm all made up on my screen. You can't tell I haven't had a shower in four days. And uh, because I've, that's the mask, that's the persona. And then I'm hiding all of the, the, the stuff that I'm ashamed 
ashamed of or feel like I might be judged for or, right. you know, will make me look bad or I'll get, you know, some kind of negative social reaction from. I, I, I tuck that away in a in a shadowy corner. Every None time of us I can think relate about... to this whatsoever. I don't know what you're talking about. Like... <laughs> there, there's someone in chat saying, is this similar to the ego and the id? These are absolutely. So a lot of these words, oh. they're interchangeable in a lot of ways. I think that ego and yeah. persona can kind of go hand in hand mask. Yeah. And when you really like start to dig into like the Jungian mind, di- like a uh, diorama he has he there's like 10 to 12 parts there's and then with other psychologists and this is the thing is like there's there's like a Jungian psychological practice and there's and then there's not there's a this is just one person's theory but he did found analytical psychology um so he is impacted literally everyone's like oh i'm an infj i'm an entp like we all we all speak Jungian without realizing it at this point and or just our- introvert extrovert like that's something that's like yes. a normal personality adjective that we used to describe ourselves now and it's in our day-to-day and that he literally created the words for it <laughs> which is very yeah. fascinating to me it's crazy that like these people that you might have heard of if you took AP psychology, right? But otherwise, like, they're influencing your day-to-day. It's so crazy. And it's also interesting to think about because it's not like introverts and extroverts never existed before the words came into reality. But suddenly these phenomenons that occur so regularly in the human experience now have been given a name and a power and a meaning. And I think that matters and i think that's cool yeah uh same thing with shadow work like it's not like no one has ever done shadow work before it existed Mm -hmm. in the the verbiage and the term that it is it's it's always been around but it's kind of cool that someone took a lot of time and fleshed it out something that's been practiced throughout all of human history and especially um with indigenous cultures and like when you start to get into like shamanism and um definitely healing and things like that it's absolutely been practiced throughout all of human history jung popularized it in modern western culture and has given it labels Mm -hmm, and names and Mm -hmm. um and has made it more accessible i guess to the layman um and that's uh that's that's the credit where credit is due to him for this but um i do think it's interesting that that this this phrase shadow work has just been kind of recently spiraling by recently i mean the last couple of decades but especially in the last 10 to 15 Mm -hmm. years um has been spiraling around in the uh, the 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 new agey witchcraft pagan magical communities, um, and but I this is I this is what I started doing when I was in my early twenties and and thought I was taking some some having a good party, but it was acid, and then I'm like blasted <laughs> off to the sixth dimension, and like whoa, I my ego had my ego death and all of this stuff, and I'm like hold on, <laughs> uh, and then and then from there. I, I didn't even know it would have been called shadow work and a lot of stuff that you're going to find yourself doing in therapy um, in general would correspond with what would be called shadow work too. So, so I think it's important to define exactly the criteria for what is a shadow work. And I think mm-hmm. that the most important thing is it is a self-reflection, a deep self-reflection as to why you respond the way you do to things. But I think the important part is that you're doing this self-reflection 
to better yourself. Yes. So the overall goal in general of this practice is to have a better understanding of yourself and the experiences that have kind of affected you, um, yeah. helping to facilitate this internal growth and healing. Because I think a lot of people avoid their truth and avoid what has happened to them. I don't blame these individuals for mm-hmm. doing this, um, avoiding early stage trauma and just sort of letting it sit and fester. And uh, little do they know that it's subtly and subconsciously influencing the way that they waltz through life. Right. Um, and sometimes it's not subtle. Also. <laughs> sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes it's right in your face and you know, your daddy problems are directly affecting your interpersonal relationships. Right. But you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And right. Shadow work also doesn't have to be all negative. Um, the experiences mm-hmm. and things that could be affecting our shadow could also be, um, uh, creative fixations that you have and, and inspirations and kind of, uh, looking at your shadow and how it affects those kind of, positive um emotions and feelings that you might be having as well too so it doesn't all have to be negative as well right i i I agree with that too i think that it's just i find that at least for me personally like a lot of my shadow work stems from inner child work um i believe that a big bulk of the trauma that we carry is formed in the childhood and a lot of things sort of trace back to not having our needs met, which it's impossible to have all our needs met because our parents are human too and are infallible, or not, or they're not infallible, uh, and they're um, prone to error. So, of course, we're going to be missing out on those core, and it changes from individual to individual, these core parts of what we should have been taught in a perfect world (laughs) and uh then it it sort of comes out and surprises us in unexpected ways through knee-jerk reactions and snapping at people and um avoidant strategies and uh all these mysterious and confusing reactions to things that we can sometimes look at rationally but can't embody because we're so caught up by the shadow well, uh, and then the ego comes out too, and the ego is prideful definitely. and doesn't want to admit mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with it. Um, and that's yeah. that's how I think what's interesting about shadow work is that it is it for me it seems to go hand in hand with inner child work. Um, uh, it, yeah, healing healing the inner child. Um, Maybe we should go over inner child uh, real quick, just for those who might be. The best way that I've been visualizing it is I literally imagine myself as six, yeah. to, six to eight years old handcuffed to my adult body and having to do everything that I have to do 24-7. And, <laughs> and then I think about how I never yeah. have fun and I never do anything to make that kid happy. Um, and that, that has been the best way for me to and, – and another thing extrapolating this out is I – whenever I'm having a, a – butting my head with my mom or a family member and I'm she's like, why is my mom like this? I'm Imagine her as a six or an eight year old instead of this, a grown person in front of me, because she also had, we all, there's so many different layers to get into this, but there's, there's our personal shadows and there's a collective shadow as well over we all have mommy issues. We all have daddy issues. There's uh, there's there's big mother wounds and father wounds with with our society right now. Big surprise, big shock. Um, So thinking about your parents 
Think about the generation they were raised by. Think about how they were up, brought up. And then they're doing the best that they can. Sometimes, I mean, some some people just suck, right? I'm not giving yes. everybody a pass for their shitty behavior here. But um, it, it helps me a lot when I'm dealing with other people and their emotional turmoil. But that's a part of right? shadow work, you know, is being able to discern like, oh, this, I, I'm able to sort of choose to picture a bigger world for this individual that I'm frustrated with or this person isn't worth my time and my energy right I think that's a part of shadow work too to be able to discern and decide like okay this is what I'm willing to put my energy into to heal and what isn't worth it and uh it's it's all about just trying to heal all this discomfort so that the, all of us sit with. The, so imagine when you're born, you're an integrated entire like little piece of clay, um, your little clay ball. And you're, you know, you're getting molded and formed as the time goes on. And sometimes little pieces of you are being picked out and put in a different spot. And this is going to cause you to feel um, you're, you're, you're picking pieces out of you and you're hiding them. The, the A good example I, I heard about this is like a little... Um, like, like for me, I got punished a lot for crying as a kid. Um, like, uh, what are you, why are you crying? I'll I'll give you something to cry about. Not really, but, uh, like, (laughs) why, why are you crying? Or I was always being told to, why, why are you upset? Look at how other people like this person, why are you upset when this person has this? Why are you upset? What there's so many other things to be upset about what you're upset about. Isn't valid and stop crying. Stop making a scene. Quit being loud. Like there's a lot of kids in the family. My parents were working multiple jobs, impoverished home. I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Um, I, and, uh, what I, I spent a good chunk of my adolescence though, go I, I remember specifically being a teenager and anytime I had to cry I would go to the bathroom until I was done crying and then I would put my makeup back on and and like do like cold water on my eyes so I didn't have puffy eyes so no one could tell I had been crying I learned to right. hide it so much and then after all of the the ego death on acid trips I was just crying 24 7 in front of everybody all the time because it was like I'm letting this out like I'm no mm-hmm. and now I'm not afraid to cry in front of people at all anymore I'm pretty I'll, I'll still I, I try to compose myself I don't just be like you know just like bursting out of tears like I try to be appropriate with it but at the same that time that makes like, one of us <laughs> if, if, if I'm emotionally upset it used to be that if I was having an emotional episode I would I would hide it and walk away and I would not want anyone to know what was happening because because as a child I was taught that it was shameful and bad and punishable and and um, annoying and um, burdensome to others and uh, so this is something that would happen yeah. in the childhood that would uh, affect your adult life. And when you're not able to to express these things, then it's going to affect your ability to have good relationships with people, platonic, friendly re- relationship, familial, all of your relationships will be affected. Um, so me hiding that little crybaby, I'm a cry, it's like Sailor Moon crybaby. It's a core personality trait of mine. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I feel yep, Pisces yeah. rising. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so when I when I hid that part of myself, I pulled it out and I shoved her away. And I like every time I cried, I was angry at myself about it because it's because I was taught how to treat that part of myself. And um and 
so there's a piece missing of me, right? And there's multiple pieces because something happened here. I got laughed at that time I asked someone out. So now I'm, or my, my, one of my closest friends, like when I made some kind of like, like my baby's first like sexual like expression as like a young teenager, she was like repulsed mm -hmm. by it because she was, we weren't attracted to each other. And, but then that made me feel like, oh, I can't show this to anybody. So it, it's these little shames that get added on being humiliated by a teacher in front of a class for something, performing, singing in front of someone and you get laughed at and they tell you your voice is bad. These things will will push it in and you will start to hide it because it's a survival defense mechanism. We're social creatures. Yeah. And if we are ostracized by society, it's a threat to our existence and survival. Um, we're taught. Yeah. Yes. We're, you, you get laughed at for, laugh, for singing out loud. You are taught that you shouldn't sing out loud to people. Uh, yes. Like it, it's it's a cause and effect thing. And sometimes these things get so deeply rooted uh, into our belief system. Because sometimes all it takes is that one person is like, oh, I suck at singing. You know what yeah. I mean? And even though it's not true, I see Fuchsia's resonating with this. That's yeah. actually, that's actually, that is a very specific example of something that I have only started working with for like the last couple of years working on. Because my whole life, like I don't sing i don't sing like i don't even sing by myself like when i'm by oh, myself um and it was only a couple years ago when like my friends and i used to like get together on minecraft and do karaoke nights and i would never sing uh -huh. and they they like started encouraging me to sing in these silly minecraft karaoke nights and and everyone's just like you have a really good voice i'm like no i don't i, I can't sing i sing like crap and they're like no you don't i'm like my whole life this is this is where like this goes back like generational trauma i mean trauma True. like it's not like it changing is, trauma but, but it, like it's still but, a trauma. yeah <laughs> it is because it would make me cry like all the time um i grew up being told by my mom that like i didn't have a good voice because she grew up with like second wave feminism where like you had to be like a man and stuff and so like she looks very much down on female singing voices mm -hmm. and it like the clearest example which i did not like put it together until much until i was much older but like when i was growing up i loved mariah carey this was even before you know the christmas, yeah. christmas. <laughs> but, but like i love mariah carey and my mom would always be like she sounds awful she screeches and now you yeah. like you go and listen to mariah carey and like she has She's an amazing an voice. iconic voice yeah yeah and it's like and that but that's like the comments i grew up with about singing and i have a singing voice that's i mean not as wonderfully trained as hers but like i like i have a high singing voice like that yeah and so right. i internalized those comments yeah right. and i it's didn't realize this until like a couple of years ago well and so. that's also like like <laughs> getting deeper so so this yeah. is gonna delve like like sidestep a little bit away from um uh the psychological aspect, I'm going to tap into the, the spiritual element, mm -hmm. but if we're looking at like the chakra systems, right? Mm -hmm. Where does singing come from? The throat chakra. That's your six, the mm -hmm. little, little throat chakra, which is your expression. Mm -hmm. So you were also taught to hide your expression of yourself. Um, and we're thinking oh, about, yeah. and I'm sure that, that little mermaid archetype probably pops up for you too. Like the voice being taken from you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's literally your voice is being silenced and the expression. Mm -hmm. There's something about singing that is just so, 
it's so vulnerable. So, so, yeah, vulnerable. It's your soul just out on the sound waves. Like there's no filter. There's no, you know. And it's a I, vibrational yes. exchange of art. And I, I'm very passionate about singing. And I think it's very brave to put your voice out there in such a radical fashion. Yeah. Uh, like the so, thing is, is everybody can sing. And right. there's different skill levels. There's different. Some types people can of sing bad. Some people, but sing. they can sing. I, I we just like everyone can talk. I mean, with with some exceptions of people with like health issues and stuff. But mm-hmm. but it is we can all sing. You you can everyone makes you can make music with your voice. Um, and it doesn't have to be what you're gonna you know win the American Idol competition with or the the voice or whatever the shows are called. Um, but I I I. That that's one thing that because I also was really ashamed of my voice growing up, my singing voice and mm-hmm. music in general. So uh, I don't know where I picked that up. I'm sure I just got laughed at here and there along the way. And I'm just a very um, self-conscious person in the first place. But uh, th- that's definitely like childhood root issues because I was a little performer and I would do stupid things and then I would get laughed at. And sometimes it's you you're actually you're accidentally the comedian but you you perceive the laughter as ridicule instead of like joy so it, you can internalize yeah. it in a in a different way than it was intended yeah that's tough though yeah. because i think yeah. also at those younger ages expectation is a big part of things too mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, especially if you were uh uh scared away from singing publicly um at a young age especially when you're young enough where you're looking for approval you you I find that a lot of kids, they they create and then they show the ones that they love what mm. they create. And it sucks that when you create something and you share it with someone you love and they go, ew. Yeah. <laughs> it could be very stifling yeah. for the creative mind. And well, I think a, that happens a lot. That's a struggle I deal with currently. So shadow doesn't just come from childhood. It's this is oh, The no. other thing, shadow work <laughs> is a lifelong process. Your shadow can be uh, added to at any point. And new shadows mm-hmm. can be created at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm making one right now. <laughs> I'm, inter- I'm, I'm currently internalizing this. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm currently traumatized, but... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I like, think I'm this I struggle with living with my mom right now is um she just hates everything I cook. <laughs> she but and there's so much to unpack, but she was raised in a house where she was forced to sit at the table like mommy dearest style until she ate the disgusting foods that she hated. So she's got like deep trauma related to like the smells of like Brussels sprouts specifically, but Brussels sprouts smell like broccoli and most of the greens that mm-hmm. I enjoy eating. So anytime I'm cooking vegetables, yeah. my mom is over my shoulder like Oh, that's oh, what is this gross shit you're making? That smells awful. It's just and to me, I'm 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 new to cooking and I'm notoriously a food burner. So I'm self con I, I want to cook well. Right. I want to enjoy my food. I like making tasty food. Um and to have someone you care so much about constantly putting this idea that it's it smells like shit. It looks like shit. What is this gross shit? And I've I've it's, some it'll fights, get some, somewhere some in fights here. aren't worth having um right. and, and and that choosing my battles has been a big part of entering adulthood for me but that that's one where i'm currently just trying to like whenever it happens not let it internalize and know that i make good food and it tastes good and it's and i like it and it smells good and other people enjoy eating it my mom just has well, some crazy ass trauma that she's projecting onto me right and we haven't gotten and, any projection yet so and that's kind of what i want to go into real quick too is these mirrors that we all have yeah. and um a word that i find myself bringing up a lot when i talk about shadow work is grace 
giving grace towards yourself and grace towards others when they have their shadows loud and proud. Um, Of course, that doesn't mean it's not annoying or not detrimental to you. It doesn't mean that this excuses their behavior. But I found that being able to sort of look back, and I'm just speaking for me, there's some truly terrible people out there that probably don't deserve this type of grace. But for me in my life, and I look back on some Jesus of the things like, that... like, I deserve all the grace. Oh, Other people do. <laughs> me personally, I've been an angel. So yeah. I, um, I definitely show some grace to me. Uh, <laughs> but um, like in the case, like with your mom and the cooking, I could see myself being like, you you mentioned the phrase choosing your battles because and I, I find myself choosing a lot of battles, too, because I'm able to recognize, oh, this annoying thing that my mother just said brought up. I can trace back to her childhood and her discomfort and insecurities kind of bubbling out. And once so again, I'm not going to worry about it because this is her battle. So I try to and she's my mom as the eight year old girl that's being yes. forced to sit at the table with the Brussels sprouts in front of her face. Mm-hmm. And I and I try to see her in that light. And typically that breaks my heart and makes me want to cry. So I can forgive her for thinking my broccoli smells like shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that it's not annoying when it's it also, happens. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things. It's one of those things where you can understand and give grace. But also you can also be sitting there like. Yes, I understand that, but you don't have to say. I it. try to, I try yeah. to push back on it. <laughs> She's your battles. She's a little sensitive lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm not saying you, know. you battle her. I'm just right. saying, like, like as an example, people could be like, okay, I understand this, but doesn't mean that to I have add, to put up with them saying it or that. True. I'm in this. I'm this person. Doesn't mean I have to say it. And to add a dimension to this example, because I think it's, I think it's a pretty good one for like the generational shadow stuff, but. Growing up, I I was taught that I was picky and that I didn't like vegetables because my mom didn't. And children, like when I see mm-hmm. when I go to eat broccoli and I look up at my mom and she's making this scrunched up, grossed up face. Doesn't it smell bad? Doesn't it taste bad? And I'm like, yeah, you know it does because I'm mere I'm I'm mimicking my role mm-hmm. model, right? So I I was I was raised to believe I did not like a lot of foods and I was my a picky parents eater. did that to me too. And in my adulthood, yeah. when I move out and I start adventuring and trying new foods and stuff, it's like, whoa, I'm I'm an adventurous eater, honestly and most things taste really good and so she had her shadow from her childhood or whatever and she projected that onto me I internalized it as my identity and then I had to rework that as an adult um and I think that Dukes will use a phrase I like a lot that's reparenting yourself um mm-hmm. it's been a lot of a lot of my shadow work honestly I, I think it's a lot of people's shadow work I uh I'm something I've realized is everything Everything, everything, truly everything. It, we are all just projecting our realities onto other people, um, which I don't think is a bad thing because that's what gives us our personalities and our lived experiences. And it's just that if we start to control what other people do and uh, uh, it, it, but but every every word that comes out of my mouth is because of the way that my life has been shaped and it, because of the way that I'm choosing to project me out into the world and the way that i have created this projection is by being myself but also seeing and noticing mirrors of myself and other people and being like oh i like that aspect of this individual oh i appreciate how this person 
traverse this situation. I want to embody that as well. And I feel like that there it, it's a big part of shadow work is just seeing the humanity that is within all of us and the chaos that is humanity and finding peace with it. Um, that, that's another important part too, because I think that, I mean, you, you hear it in meditation too. So many people are like, what? I just got, I got to sit here and not think. It's like, no, no, you think you let the thoughts yeah. come. You let them pass. You let you acknowledge them. You go, that's a, that's an, Hey, Hey, that thought's interesting. That's a pretty cool thought. Uh, or, you know, that thought kind of sucks. Oh, here but, I am uh, making uh, a to-do list again. Oh, here I am stressing about that conversation from four years ago. Mm. That's interesting. This is the third yeah, time and I've then, thought about this in the last three days. I wonder what's going on here. Yeah, and, and, and that's where, and then and then you let it pass. And then, or, or you let it integrate. You go, hmm, why, why is this happening? And it's, it, there's this very powerful sense of neutrality that happens that, that I should have. Uh, I don't even want to say should happen, but I encourage to happen yeah. because uh, if, if the, I think the big problem that can come with shadow work is people lying to themselves about the truth. <laughs> uh, they they are so convinced that it happened one way and they're incapable of taking another step back and being like, you know what? I was kind of a bitch, you know, like <laughs> and uh, or, or whatever. Right. Uh, and. That's why I grace is so a, important. A shadow prompt, um, a shadow work prompt that I saw that really was like it. So this is like a journaling prompt or whatever, but it it goes, is that really how it went? Or is that just how you want to remember it? Um, exactly. And this is, there's a lot of like assessing yourself. Like, are you just, are you comfortable in the victim role in this scenario? And a lot of times, yeah, being mm. a victim is easier than being um, an active participant in something. And I'm I not, guess. I'm not talking about like, deeply traumatized i'm talking about the fight you got into with your bestie a couple of days ago and you're walking away and being like wow they really did this and this and this and i didn't do anything wrong and that's the ego protecting itself but we want to we want to step out and see the role we played in it and and why did you get into that fight with them where was that emotion coming from what triggered this what and and that, i don't think we've used that word yet but triggers are a big part Trigger. of uh, like uh, mm -hmm. analyzing and understanding and and um being loose I, this is another okay yeah Oh man, <laughs> activated. Um, my almonds are activated right now. But um, <laughs> I, Good. I think that a big part about shadow work is becoming lucid in your waking life. Um, so we're constantly in dream work, trying to become lucid in our dreams or, or, or in analyzing our lucid dreams. How do you, you know, I think in waking life, a lot of times people are... I mean, literally the movie Waking Life, which we never watched on my channel, um, on my, I mean, my Discord offer, but um, <laughs> there's a phrase in it that's something like people are wake walking through their, wake walking through their dream life and sleepwalking through their waking life. Um, so you're, you're having like these, you're, you're, a, I don't know how to really put it into words, but I, asleep at the wheel, there's a, there's a whole monologue well, in waking life where she's talking about how we're all just little busy. We just do we're our, busy our daily ants habits. And we walk around and it's like, yeah. we bump into each other, like, Oh, excuse me, hold the door open. And like, would you like paper or plastic? Yes, sir. Thank you. We're little ant robots. Mm. And, and sometimes it's just breaking the illusion of it uh, and just being like, it's like when you walk through a grocery store and someone's like, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, and they're like, Oh, I'm actually having a really bad day. And, um, you know, but I'm going to get through it. And it's like, well, you broke the script. Like that's, you had a, <laughs> that's a human moment instead of our, our robotic ant moments. And now I'm lucid. Now I've realized that this yeah. is a collaborative, creative 
environment and I can do anything. I don't have to follow this script. Like it's, and I think that's part of shadow work is, is recognizing what the script is. Um, you're and, being aware, becoming aware yeah. of it. And it's important to uh, say that like everyone, everyone, even the most NPCist of NPCs have rich inner worlds. Right. And we're all, but we're not all an NPC in someone's life. <laughs> like, <we> are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I. How dare you ruin my main character? <laughs> you can have my main character syndrome. I didn't you know? grow my hair this long to be a side <laughs> character. Okay. <laughs> Catch me in an anime screenshot being like, who's the main character? And the whole class has black hair. And then there's me next to the window seat. <laughs> Looking out the window. The pink hair and the cat ears. Wearing, yes. wearing your little earbuds and tapping your foot. Being like, and then they, and then you flash to the desk and you're writing some like, in, like deeply introspective moment. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Yeah. Thank you. And then you days. fall down a well and you meet a, a, a half dog demon dude. Ooh, is it is oh, it <laughs> Oh, watch out. What? The <laughs> Your werewolf <laughs> shadow showing. Look, I think it's a high I haven't when reflected it comes on to, like, that part yet. When it comes okay. to like Inuyasha and Koga, I'm here for it. Okay. okay <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I think I think but I do think that there is a difference between like I, maybe maybe I'm saying the word NPC derogatorily, but I, I, I'm trying not to because I, I think that there are a lot of people who go through life without critically assessing who they are and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think that that results from a lot of things. Privilege. They don't need to think about those sort of things. Life is handed to them in a, a big way. I think that some people uh, are just predispositioned to n- not need to worry about that type of stuff but i think and also a lot of the i mean not to be all the society but the society that we uh, are raised in that we are actively discouraged from yeah searching for that kind of stuff for for analyzing who we are why we do the things that we do what makes us feel good um, yeah. Because we're all cogs in a capitalist machine. Okay, Agreed. That's my, that's my mini. <laughs> the Joker. No, you're completely for right. Today, but... we live in a, the Joker's yeah. right. Yeah. We live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think, interruption. I, I, when I was, I had so many like pop culture references I wanted to use in my blog about this, but I re- I settled down on just using one because I was like, whoa, this is like the best example. But Batman, Bruce Wayne. So Bruce Wayne wearing the mask of Batman. So Bruce Wayne is the actual like consciousness behind it. Batman is the ego, the persona, the mask that he's projecting to the world, his idealized version of himself, what he wants everyone to see him as. And then the Joker is the shadow, uh, the the repression, the uh, I don't want to be anything like that. And I am, am violently opposed to you insinuating that me and the Joker are the same, even though they're both vigilante justice and their own their own perception of justice. They're, of justice, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. it, I, I thought that was the most interesting example of um, the the ego and the shadow was Batman to Joker. Um, and I think that uh, there's there's a bit, I kept seeing stuff popping up that, that the shadow has a bit of trickster energy. Um, and I thought that an, inter- like that. an interesting way to 
see the shadow as this little unsupervised toddler running around that gets to wreak havoc and do whatever it wants. It's unsupervised because you're trying to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. So it gets to do whatever it wants and it's going to start popping out and it wants to break up mm -hmm. the, um, the order. Uh, it, the Joker, he wants to demolish the order that's happening. He wants to create a new, so it's wanting to break it because it also wants to be seen and recognized. And if you watched, um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which is like that, that the origin of that one, it was very much born from a place of pain and being unseen yeah. and unrecognized and feeling un, you know, un. That's a sad movie. Yeah, it, very, it's an excellent Joker movie. That's, yeah. Yeah. One of the best, surely. Yeah. I, 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 I often talk about my shadows, something, um, and I, I think that this is a good example for people who are like, okay, this is very interesting, but what, what, how, how do shadows manifest in day-to-day -day lives? Because I think, and of course, as with most things in this world, it's going to be different for everyone. Everyone's going to be wearing a different hat and it's going to manifest in different ways, but I can tell you how it manifests for me, wherein I, it usually starts with a trigger Right. I'll be going throughout my day. Right. And then I get triggered by uh, I'm going to make something up. Uh, I hear a name of someone who I hate. Right. It doesn't even Poggers. have to be about that person. Poggers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. I thought about that as soon as that left my mouth. I was like, uh oh, I'm, I'm so it's relatable. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've got a lot of like, you know. Uh, ex, like the X's kind of thing. And when the name right. pops up or something, I'm like, my brain spirals down to the rejection from it or the the, right. the the pain from it and i so yeah association I, not all my exes having the most basic bitch names i for me and, and so for a long time before i was able to really get familiar with my shadow and kind of be able to catch it before it kind of I, I, I'm a word vomiter. So usually I get snippy. I get short, short answers and, and uh, scathing looks and stuff. And I'll, and even internally back in the day before I knew how to navigate my shadow, I'd be like, why am I feeling like this? Why, what just happened where I was having a good day? And then all of a sudden you mention a name and I feel so disgruntled and so I think that the big difference between younger me who would react in this very, uh, I, I, I talk about knee jerk reactions a lot um, about just how sometimes it even surprises you where all of a sudden you're, ha you're ha 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 laughing, laughing. Then like someone brings up a serious topic and you're like, and then all of a sudden you're short with them. It wasn't anything that they did. They just boiled up something within you. Mm -hmm. And now what I do as someone who's familiar with shadow work, you, uh, uh, if you're friends with me, you'll even hear me go, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> Something just came up within me. What is this? Why am I feeling so uncomfortable? Why am I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling angry or sad or concerned or or something? Uh, and I, I need to take a moment to kind of follow that feeling. And that's very important, I think. I, I like to follow the feeling. Um in through the, the why body. is Where what is I it call sitting? it. Like, why, why am I feeling this? Why do I feel yeah. this way? What caused me to to feel like this? Like, what other um, similar experiences have I had? Like, what's the common factors? A good prompt like, I saw yeah. was, when was the first time I felt like this? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I think, ultimately, that's where I follow it, too. Because, okay, like, the, the name thing's easy. Because names 
are attached to people and people are very traumatic. <laughs> but like sometimes <laughs> things a blanket statement. People are very traumatic. <laughs> they they are they are traumatizing, okay? <laughs> the average person is very traumatizing. Uh because I, I I mean I talk about this a lot too, like being in a public facing persona like we're just constantly faced with shadows and mirrors and ugh, it's a lot. But let's say it's something more subtle, like um I thought I had a good uh, example here, actually. So um, one of the ones that I've really been working through, and it took me a while to, like, recognize it, was I would, like, be doing one of my ADHD hyperfixation, like, cleaning sprees, and my boyfriend would be like, hey, could you do the dishes? Um, Mm -hmm. And suddenly, immediately, I'm like, no. Like, I would just be, like, furious that, like, why? Mm -hmm. I've already done all this. Why would you ask me to go do that, too? And I retracted it back to my ex who would not do any of the chores and be constantly asking me to do all of this stuff and blame me for the house being dirty and Mm. all of these things and it's like my boyfriend he was just trying to decide which chore he was gonna do like will you do the dishes and I'll do the vacuuming or something and he didn't need me blowing up in his face about being asked but um it it has really and I still have this like gut reaction when somebody tells me to do something or asks me to do something versus me doing it on my own yeah of this immediate like um rebellion kind of about it yeah so that's something that I'm still recognizing and working through but um yeah it could be it could be anything right throughout your day the name And it'll surprise you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll be like, whoa. I'm currently I think that's one of the... Oh, you go for it, Fisha. Oh, (laughs) that's one of the, like, that's one of the, I don't know, gets struggles with getting into shadow work. And the more you do shadow work, the more you are surprised, like, you deal with this issue and then, oh, well, now this is triggering me. And what? where did this come from? And, like, the more you become aware of what is your shadow the more you become aware of what is your shadow yeah. and it's never obvious i, I want to bring yeah. up another movie really quick um babadook um i don't has anyone in in have y'all seen it at all any any of y'all nobody you haven't seen it fuchsia no. what the <laughs> you know it's, i haven't seen anything it's right? a phenomenal <laughs> horror movie um it is one of my it's one of my top five. Oh well um yeah i don't watch horror i know, so I know it got that. um kind of roasted in the horror community because the the monster's a little goofy looking but it's not really meant to be a monster movie it's a psychological oh. movie um it it falls more in line it's definitely a family <laughs> psychological thr- uh thriller horror so it falls more in line with the shining and hereditary um which are two of my other top five horrors um it just i love the psychology dives in it so i I don't want to spoil too much of the movie um i probably will to explain the symbol though but it is a very old movie and i don't think this will spoil the experience of watching it i actually think it might make it more enjoyable for those of you that are interested in this topic but the babadook is a manifestation of her guilt grief despair um it it, it's not about um I am gonna have. I'm gonna, just, just to talk about it. It's a monster that's that's lurking around in the house the whole time, and it's definitely manifesting specifically related to her child, um, who's this like little seven eight year old. I believe in the movie he's canonically autistic. He's got he's just a very like <clears throat> um, socially difficult child to have in school and and um, things like. So it's on, and she's also a, a single mother because on the drive to the hospital. Um, 
there was her husband was driving car crash he dies child is born she projects the the husband's death onto the child it's your fault the love of my life is gone and so the child is just fully like she's projecting all of this into it and then the babadook starts to manifest as this like hatred or what guilt grief pain relating to all of that and she's also feeling guilty for being a bad mom and not nurturing not wanting to hug this child being repulsed by him but she's associating him and uh by the end of the movie so the babadook is it's a creature moving around the house that everyone's probably seen babadook's a a gay icon because netflix accidentally categorized it as lgbt you've probably seen the babadook monster but by the end of the movie, it's, and this is something I really wanted to touch on. Um, she doesn't kill the Duke. She doesn't banish the Duke. She doesn't, she befriends it. And she, she accepts yeah. it. She, she, and, and then it has a space in her basement where she goes and looks at it every now and again and brings it food and just accepts it for what it is. I'm getting goosebumps saying this right now, but she accepts it for what it is. And she, she, but it, it's put away in a spot, but it's still seen by her. But she yeah. doesn't let it control her anymore. And then yeah. and, and then her 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 behavior with her child starts to change. And so I I, I did kind of ruin the whole movie, but if you haven't seen it, but <laughs> that was the whole movie. I, but I, I if feel, you had I skipped feel like ahead this, to avoid spoilers, you are now <laughs> free. <laughs> I feel like I feel like for this conversation, it's I, I don't really I don't really care if I spoil the movie yeah. because I think mm-hmm. it's such a, a great example of and that's why I'm mm-hmm. such a defender of the movie yeah. too is it's it's if you went into it expecting a, a slasher monster flick you're in the wrong spot and most people that were watching that movie were expecting that and it got a lot of really bad reviews when it was first released um so, so that I, actually um there was a question earlier in the chat by cookie catcher it was um, about so integration, one of the right? goals of shadow work having the persona and shadow align more i wanted and to circle I back think, to that yeah yeah i think i feel like this is a good um opportunity but um i don't know if like align is the word that i would it's choose integrates. or accept <laughs> yeah, yeah accept and um you're not repulsed by it you're not afraid of it. you're a puzzle right that's the other half of your puzzle piece like these pieces need to to become one essentially is the goal right yeah like (laughs) these are all important parts of who we are that's kind of what i was saying earlier right about how like I, i i'm not totally like against like the ego because like the ego is what makes us us just as much as our shadow makes us us um it's just about not letting it control us and not letting it front so to speak um it's it's about maintaining this quiet loving and graceful control over how we conduct ourselves and how we interact with others and therefore how we interact with ourselves uh and i think that a big core process of this also is self-love self-respect self appreciation for uh forgiveness even uh for <clears throat> whatever <laughs> whatever it is uh it, there there needs to be an aspect of of patience of kindness mm-hmm. of generosity towards ourselves i talk about this so much with the strength card in tarot you know like we it we're constantly if the strength card was the shadow is that her is the lion supposed to represent the shadow yeah definitely because if you if you look at the card itself at least in Rider Waite Smith uh it, it's it's not like 
she's scared. You know what I mean? It, it, she she doesn't have fear on her face, and it's not like the the lion's about to bite her face off. I mean, it's still a wild beast, right? It's still a, a monster, but it's they're working in tandem. And that only comes with a lot of work to build up the trust of a wild animal. That takes a long time. And and to trust yourself around a wild animal, that takes a lifetime. And she's not uh, that's like scary. beating the lion. She's not she's not like oh. a like a lion tamer with a whip. She's gently nope. shutting its mouth. She's Yep. It, she goes shh. Yes. yes. And it makes me think and that that's literally what happens at the end of the Babadook. She shushes it. Like it it's like i've brought you food like i brought you food i'm here to see you know and it it's i i I think it's important to say that i I was trying to express that we're it's a great i knew this is gonna be a great conversation um (laughs) you're there's a piece of you missing because you're a little clay ball and you're pulling these little pieces out and you're tucking them away and eventually you're just a little holy ball and you're not holy like holier than that but like holes all in you like swiss Mm. cheese and you're like Mm. you feel broken you feel like peace you feel like something's missing and you're just walking through life like what is wrong with me something's wrong something's not i'm and and you've got to find these pieces and put them back into place and you've got to the pieces might be like because you threw them on the ground and they're covered in it's clay it's covered in dog hair now or it's got little crumbs all over it and it's gross right it's yucky it's not it's you you don't necessarily want to touch it you and especially if these are traits about yourself that that you don't like like i don't like that sometimes i'm a know-it-all i don't like that sometimes i'm like bitchy these are parts of myself that I try to suppress I try to repress I try to overpower because I don't want I don't want to be perceived that way and I don't like being like that but there are times and places where my bitchiness oh it solves all of my problems do you know what I mean right um or uh my know-it-all comes in handy because it's like oh I'm the MacGyver on the ship and I know exactly how to fix that and finally my useless knowledge is you know um these these parts of yourselves it's any part of yourself you can decide is not good and this is something I so so yes, it, the the I think the main goal of shadow work is accepting these yucky, gross little dog-haired covered clay pieces and pushing them back into your little holes, cleaning them mm-hmm. off, you know, if you if you can. But sometimes it's just gross. Let it be gross, you know, mm-hmm. and um yeah. and and integrate it back into you and become whole again. It's all and and accept yourself for these flaws. Again, like, I'm, I'm human. It's okay for me to be jealous of this person. Like I, I don't have to We're let it human. control me though. I'm human. It's okay for me to have uh, I, I snapped at them, but now I'm lucid and I can I can apologize and I can I can recognize why this came out of me and that it you know it, that that to me is yeah. the major goal of shadow work is integration and acceptance i love coming from a space yeah. of neutrality but you're you're not going to judge yourself you're not going to be angry at yourself for being a bitch or angry at yourself for being no, uh, it happens you know a pretentious or whatever the negative trait is that you're associating with yourself um a good and, way and Sometimes those those traits, sometimes those shadows, usually, actually, those shadows pop up and become relevant in your life and in your uh, identity as a way of self-preservation and protection uh, and to sort of guard you, guard your soul, guard your heart. Uh, and then eventually you don't need to do those things anymore and you don't have to hate yourself for being a part of that that cycle um that's that's counterproductive ultimately ultimately if you if you hate yourself because of uh uh, you were a bitch one day and and, then you yelled at someone and uh, 
I mean, we, we, we're human. We get mad. We get pissed. And we... It's, it's natural. Yeah, it's like, also, just coming to terms with your shadow and those, like, hidden parts of you, even if it was more than a day. If you, like, you were a total bitch for most of your life Years. and now you're like <laughs> like and yeah. now you're like i'm aware of that and now i'm not going to be like that and i'm going to move forward i'm going to like work with this and everything you don't have to hate who you were no. you can yeah absolutely don't want to be that person you can hate yeah. the actions that you did you but take that to be better you know yeah. but but like hating who you were in the past gets you nowhere you have to like part of like integrating your shadow is that is who i am that is a part of who i am that is yeah and and, like that's how i got here where i am now for better or worse that's where i am now and i can't hate that past me because that's part of who i am now and that's so so important that's where i am now there is a deep sense of presence in shadow work, in in looking at the truth of where you are at at this very moment. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, it's all right here. What happened thing. in the past is relevant, yes, but it doesn't shape who you are right now. But it does. But it doesn't. It does, but it doesn't. It does. It doesn't define. I I think that's it. It doesn't define Define. who you are right now. That's a good one. You do not want to identify as the shadow. I am a bitch. No, I have, I I can be bitchy sometimes, but I can also be really kind other times. There's all, it's multifaceted and it's okay for me to have this, this Mm -hmm. moment of bitchiness. Um, But I'm not going to, I'm not going to think of myself. I am a bitch. I'm a bad person for being a bit like that. That's where, and any insert any word. And I want to say that, that when you find yourself like judging strangers specifically um, and, and pulling like big, like, wow, those, those Mm -hmm. girls over there, they're really catty and they're, they're a bunch of like bitches and or or if you're or wow that guy is like really flexing hard and trying to be so macho like wow he thinks he's hot shit mm-hmm. where, where is that why are you judging them for that and are you worried people That's are going to look at you and see you in that way like uh, we are yes. we're constantly projecting our insecurities and fears on how we analyze yes. and view and judge other people so when you're having a strong irrational emotional reaction to something that is kind of catches you it surprises you like wow why did i hate that that lady that ju- that i that was my you know drive through clerk like what about her set me off um she rolled her eyes a little when i said why did that bother me? like and it this is where the the phrase socratic method comes in you have to constantly yeah. ask yourself questions why why am i feeling like why? this what about them upset me do i behave like this or do i do i worry that i might behave like this or um that's why, so why, important. Why Follow that. Why don't I let yeah. myself behave like this? Like, what, what, what am I worried that, people are going to think about me if I do? Like this right here. That's shadow work. Yeah. Following. I feel why, like you some be like of a little kid. Best shadow work happens in the moment. Like yeah. when you actively notice yourself going down a path and being like, "Wait a second, why am I doing this?" Pause and kind yes. of like and rewriting yourself. Lucid. Stop dreaming. Yes, exactly. Don't exactly. let the dream. Don't just wake be up. lost in the narrative. Literally, wake up and go. Like I'm, and this is I want to like so hard. Like sometimes I just get in a mood, 
and I'm watching myself be in that mood. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like I'm I'm like, God, I can't turn off this bitchy passive aggressive. Uh, I'm sulking yeah. because this just happened two hours ago and my pride is in the way now and I can't just let it go. Why? can't I let it go? Like, why can I not forgive myself for the reaction or them for making me have the reaction? What, what that I hate when I get stuck and I don't, I don't do it as often anymore. It might take me, um, a, a couple hours to, to let the emotion subside and then I can come uh-huh. back around. But it used to be that it would just like, that's it. The friendship's Fester. over. I'm never talking yeah. to you again. <laughs> And, exactly. and there's no reason for that. I just, my, my pride is a big, that's an ego issue. That's the, that is the ego not wanting to accept that, that, that is part of you. Yes. So you're just going to, you're going to be in the right. I'm right for doing this. Like I, right. you know. And we all have our morals. We all have our, 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 uh, uh, what, what word am I looking for? Ethics or ethos, uh, that might not make sense to the, the person next to you, but that's also what shapes us. What matters is that these experiences don't control us right and 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 we are still as long as we're lucidly angry you know what i mean as long as it's like okay i've checked all these check marks okay i'm angry you know like i this this is actually infuriating rather than just being uh, uh, disgruntled and infuriated because um the look that the Dunkin' Donuts lady gave me. You know what I mean? Uh, like that. How'd the, you know the, it was the Dunkin' Donuts lady? I just said <laughs> <laughs> the hard read. Not uh, it's always the Dunkin' Donuts lady. Not my daily trip to Dunkin'. Come on. <laughs> but I'm tell- it's always the Dunkin' Donuts lady. So I'm telling you. Uh, but like seriously, I I think that just being aware because there are reasons to be righteously angry, to be sad, to be frustrated, to be afraid. But if we're going to even look at this on like a big, big scale, we as a society, our nervous systems are shot. Okay, we are exhausted. We've been fighting for our lives out here on every level. Everything's falling apart. (laughs) There's a world gone mad. And we owe it to ourselves to seek out peace. Okay, and some of that peace requires a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of tears, and a little bit of a hard look at ourselves. A lot of tears. <laughs> a lot of tears. Uh, preferably. Crying is I, a victory. If you're crying, it's a great time for shadow work. Yes. Told crying me that last means that. Night while I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> crying means that you're you're in a root somewhere. Cry, at least for me. Once again, we're all different people. Uh, but like uh, for me, I could tell I, I hit something good when I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's that's true. Like <laughs> because that's just that that core me coming out grieving and thinking about little 5-year-old Dugsley being so sad and confused that they're in this situation. And I just want to hold her and tell her that she's loved and listened to and yeah. I I'm uh, and I for I I'm sorry that this happened and I forgive myself for being here and thank you and I love you and I think that's just such an important core of all of this it it, it this all stems from self love surely mm-hmm. you know like it, it that it, it needs to because if you go into this disgruntled at yourself and being like okay I gotta fix this you're only gonna get so far. There needs to be that essence of grace and self-holding. So this actually reminded me, um, when I first did my original oil launch, I was doing customs and um, 
most of them are prosperity oils, but people could request a specific one too. And I had somebody request a an oil to help get over um, an ex. They had recently broken up. They had cheated on them. It was a bad thing, right? So they need, right. they wanted something to help them get through that. And so I created um, what I call a heart healing oil, which will be available in my Etsy shop soon. <laughs> but um, I was like, how, how do I make this? And when I was going through like the original process of what should, what are the components that I need to bring in? What kind of like energies do I need to bring in? Like I couldn't do it without self-love. Like self-love has to be a huge component of that because you have to, to realize that, you know, in that, those kind of situations, like there's nothing wrong with you. Like, it's not you, it's you, like you are worthy. You are, you are worthy of love. You are deserving of love. Like, how somebody else chose to treat you is not a reflection of of your actual value. Um, and so that just, like, uh, reminded me of, yeah, yeah like, self-love, healing, and, like, acceptance. Kind of all all of this goes so well together. It's like the, the little ingredients in a, a nice shadow work cake. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it all has of these to things. be. So we got a question in chat. Let's, let's, let's follow this train. What I would like you this. say the first step to finding self-love is and how do you convince yourself that you're worthy of it? And that question was from Zyla Laser. That's such a hard question. Forgiveness is a big one. I think for me, I did the fake it till you make it strategy. Yeah. Like I, I bullshitted <laughs> it until I can't believe another option anymore. Um, I, sticky notes everywhere, yeah. all over, wherever I can see them, wherever I, like yeah. in the mirror, when I look at myself and I think, oh my gosh, I've got like a bunch of zits. I've, um, I look ugly without makeup. I, why I'm like three pounds heavier today, like, or whatever. Um, I, I put them right where I can see them. So put one on that scale, put one on the shower, put one on your mirror when you wake up in the morning and look at yourself and I am beautiful. I am creative. I'm intelligent. Makeup. It's interesting because you showed up in my dream at, and the role oh, you played what? in the dream was related to you wearing makeup. Um, it was You were in the dream without makeup on and that was like a crux like pot point of I the didn't, dream. I didn't know you've ever really seen me without makeup. I think, I think that you twice, had a TikTok guess, but... where you, you were transforming from no makeup yes, to makeup. Yes, that was, so I've I know, come a long so... way. I never would have posted that before. And I know. I was and... like, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to do it because I want the transformation value essentially I did, um, but a, a video on my uh this is okay so this is not answering Zylo's question we're gonna circle back to you <laughs> you see you know our tangent Zylo we got you um but uh when I was this is another like when I was a teenager I thought that I was ugly without makeup um and I couldn't be seen without makeup and I went through a whole period it was right on the emo phase so it was great timing with those big like sunglasses mm. I would not mm-hmm be seen without if I didn't have makeup on I had these huge giant sunglasses on so you couldn't see it didn't help that I had shaved my eyebrows off because I was in my j-rock phase um so I, I huge sunglasses so you couldn't see my face and I mean I'd be wearing my sunglasses at night inside um if I went to a sleepover first thing in the morning I wake up I roll over put the sunglasses on I was so convinced that like I couldn't be seen without makeup and um and I wore a shit ton of makeup when I was a teenager I didn't know how to I, I was doing my best okay um and uh <laughs> When I, when I did all of the acid in my early 20s, there was a very specific moment. I was deep in the, the, the ego death brain blasting moment of this trip. But I remember mm-hmm. specifically standing in front of a mirror. And they always warn you about looking at yourself when you're tripping. And I, I will echo yeah. that for sure. But I remember I had all of my makeup on. I had my like little scene hair. It was all dyed and it was all like styled and teased up. So it was really big. Um, and I had you know all of this like earrings and flair and distractions from like the raw face underneath. And... 
I there the the subconscious mind that had come out and manifested as like an entity to me was like take all the makeup off, put your hair, like pull my hair straight back. So there's no hair covering my face, mm-hmm. all of the earrings, all of the face. I had a bunch of piercings, like my lip rings, pull all of this stuff out, all of these distractions, raw face. And then it made me, I say it made me, but I had to go and look every person in the house. I had to get like a couple inches with them, make direct eye contact with them. And the whole time there was this voice that was like, why is this so bad? Why are you afraid of this? Like, what is, why would you not want to be seen? And from that point on, I didn't give a shit if people saw me without makeup. Like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge, like, uh, acid changed my life. D- do it responsibly, be smart, whatever. Like, but shamanism <laughs> and, and I think like, that's why people are into like the ayahuasca retreats and things like this. Right. It can reprogram, rewire the brain. Um, but that was like literally scientifically rewire your brain. That was forever. a shadow. And I think a big part is, is mind over matter facing your fears. And that was a fear for me was being seen. And I wanted to talk, you said that you're, you're doing really good with your TikToks, Panthera, where you're like showing yourself with no makeup and being like, feel, being brave, facing, facing your fear. And I posted Not me it, like accidentally using myself as an example. And now it's like, but I, I posted a YouTube video a couple of years ago um, that was about me like starting my weight loss journey. And a big part of that video was like showing my full body, which I am, I really don't do now that I'm overweight. I'm very ashamed of that. And that's a whole thing we could unpack. I don't think I'm... Shame I'm too, is a think powerful too, word. Yes. I think I'm too emotionally raw. And I don't, I don't ever want to in- create a space of like um, body shaming or that other people who might have a body like mine feel ashamed, but that is, that is something I carry related to it. That's Um, your truth. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I made that video where I showed my full body, my hair's pulled back. I'm in the natural sunlight. You can see all my acne and stuff, no makeup. And, and that was like the start of a video as compared to my typical YouTube videos, which are high production, all of my fancy lighting edited up like crazy makeup on false lashes, the whole nine yards, you know? Um, and that I feel like like one of my closest friends who'd known me for 20 years was like, I was so proud of you when I saw this video. Like this was such a huge step for you. And I was like, it felt like a huge step for me. It's like, I've got, I've built this audience and then I'm still willing to put myself out there in this raw and unfiltered way um, where it's, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not ashamed of myself. I'm proud of myself for doing this. Like this is who I am. And I think that's a huge part of um, body acceptance and self-love um, are are these types of behaviors. So it, yeah, in yeah. a bit in a bit of a way, it is fake it till you make it. But I think it's face your fears. You got to do something scary. Um, it might feel really scary, it's but it's, scary. But it's once you do it, it's so much easier to do it again and to do it again. Yeah. And well, yeah. Yeah. if you don't mind me going back to strength, the, the yeah. tarot card. Um, I think that this is very relevant here. Um, I I. I mean, I talk about strength a lot. That's one of my favorite cards. And I, I, the thing I always come back to with it is that strength is a daily practice. Uh, you, you don't just wake up the next day fully confident and in your power. You have to work on it. And that's why, that's why things like mantra works. You are rewiring your brain to, if you say it enough, if you make that deep eye contact with yourself in the mirror and be like, I am kind say it until you I make yourself cry i am forgiving yeah i like I, I got if you just movie. keep showing up have y'all ever what? seen um uh it's robin williams and matt damon um a beautiful uh, mind it might be Isn't that um, on it? 
It's or the one the where one? Robin Williams is like a teacher. I think Matt Damon is like a janitor um, and is really good at math or something. Um, no, that's a different one. <laughs> What's it called? Matt Damon movie. Um, I'm going to pull it up really. Goodwill Hunting. I, I, Thank you. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, um, yeah. Good oh, Hunting. I wish I yeah. Classic. Yeah. They're both um, my dad's It was like, like one of Matt movies. Damon's like first big, yes. big movies. Don't spoil anything. No, I really want to watch it. I got to talk about one scene. I don't, I don't think it will... I want to talk about this one scene. Why don't you mute real quick, Dukesley, and then I will wave when it's time. Okay, so it's it doesn't spoil the whole movie, but it is it's one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Um, but it, Matt Damon has self esteem issues and and whatever. I haven't seen the movie in years, so I forget the whole plot points. But the the crux of it is that Robin Williams is uh, saying to him, "It's not your fault. It's not your fault." Matt Damon's like, "I know it's not my fault. I know it's not my fault." And Robin Williams is like, "No." look at me it's not your fault and then matt starts to get kind of mad he's like i know it's not my fault and then robin says it again and again and finally matt just breaks down and starts crying because it Mm -hmm. and and that's that's we could probably wave for dudesley that's um i spoiled the powerful scene but that that's what happens when you uh confront it is you reject it you deny it and you 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 mm-hmm. brush it off you this is i i i don't i don't need to be told this i know I, whatever yeah i'm pretty okay i hear all right whatever i'm this okay you get kind of irritable and angry about it because there's pain there that you don't want it's uncomfortable you don't want to feel to it to confront yet yeah there's yeah, a reason why yeah. it's your shadow there's a reason why you've avoided yeah. it this long like i am a big fan of fake it till you make it but i feel like it for most things that is the second step. So the first step is why, like, like There's, getting there to needs the to be point acknowledgement of, like, first of I need to the do acknowledgement this. Yeah, you're right. And and then like, why do I have to fake it to make it? Like, and and then constantly while you're going through that second step of going back and be like, how am I reacting to it now? Like how, like the constant being present. And like the constant assessment of how am I, how am I like responding to this now? Knowledge is power. It It also begs another question. What are you faking? And you have to understand Mm -hmm. that you aren't that in the first place. So there has to come a self-awareness first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting The lucidity (laughs) that we were talking about earlier. You have to become Mm self-aware. You have to. Mm -hmm. And and I think this is one of the worst parts about being human is that we have to be self-aware. And we have to wake the, up. Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, I think this is what separates the the sheeple. Uh oh. I mean, with, this is this is why <laughs> we but, right? but this is why we're this is why we're here. Yeah. So yeah. we're all here because we have some desire to deal with this and to we fought our asses off in the psyche. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, our brains got hands, like, and that's why we're all here talking about it. Uh, that meme, okay, I'm gonna heal this pattern, me after 20 minutes, damn, it has deep roots in my subconscious. Oh my gosh, I really want to talk about this comment real quick. Can't I just go back to being a mindless follower? It seems easier. It is. It is easier. Mm-hmm. That's it why we're here doing It is easier until work. you know. Until yeah. you know. Now it's not as easy to go back to it, but it was yeah. easy, but now yeah. it won't be easy. It's a trap. Knowledge is a bitch. (laughs) Once you know it, you can't unknow it, though. Yeah. So this is why I think there's like a bit of a trigger. You took a bite of the apple now. With with yeah, with with shadow work. Can't go back to the garden. Everything changes. Everything changes. Yeah, and it's not for the faint-hearted. It's um, 
I don't know. And why. now this is a lifelong journey. And you're mm-hmm. and you're always going to be aware of it that like I have a trauma response or I have a a, a, a trigger that happens when someone tells me to do something. Um, when someone gives me a direct command, go do this for me. I have a rebellious reaction. Like now you're aware of this, and now you can. And yes. sometimes like being told what to do, it is like a fuck you. I'm not going to do that. Like that that's yeah. a valid that and that's the reaction that should yeah. come out. And other times it's totally it, it depends on the situation, right? right? Yeah. It, so being able fluid. to reflect on the moment and not just respond from um habit right Mm -hmm. that's important too like like that's why i was saying earlier sometimes anger and is righteous you know what i mean and if if it's well thought out well uh processed anger if it's well processed sadness i mean all feelings are valid even if they're not well processed your feelings are your feelings they're real uh but but because I, I've I've also seen in chat tonight that some people feel shamed for feeling mad or sad. That's a that's an illusion. We we yeah. we all feel feelings. Please don't. <sighs> that makes me sad to hear. I don't because think it's quite touched like... into shame as much as we should have for this. Because so, I think... oh, oh yeah. I have like a pretty decent for thing. It, yeah. So I learned this from one of Jason Miller's books. I can't remember which exact one it was. I think he talks about it in all of them, but it has to do with. He starts off almost all of his teachings with meditation. Um, and I do yep. think it can be such a, a great Woo! tool. But one of the things that he talks about why meditation is important to learn is because it helps recognize your actual inner voice versus yep. what you have been told and the voices of other people that have made you think certain things about yourself yes! or about ways of thinking. So like, why do you feel yes. shame for that? Is that something that actually came from you? Or is that something that somebody else has implanted upon you that has now been, you know, lingering and festering and, and making yes. you think that way? Right? So exactly. that's one of the best things about meditation is like recognizing, is this my actual thought? Or is this been given to me somewhere in society has this been indoctrinated has this been instilled in i completely agree with that because that's the thing presence is power being in this moment is power this will fuel you for the rest of your life the more that you get to be here right here right now aware uh, uh processing things that's why the 10 second rule is so powerful where instead of us immediately knee jerk reacting we say hold on a second give me like 10 seconds let me process this. Not me thinking you're talking about food falling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> ten no, that's, seconds. Ten seconds. That's a long time. Uh, <laughs> you can have like a minute. I got a Three second rule. Ten second rule if it's something really I'm good. Going, I'm going for the M&M after. Like, I'm going for it. <laughs> well, if M&M has a nice shell, that could be a solid minute. Yeah, I'd wait. Yeah, I'm going for it. <laughs> We if are I all goblins. I'd wait till the end. <laughs> Sorry. <I> think, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I don't. I don't know um, if I've really ever eaten food off the ground. No um, way. This is, I'm this is keep new. Have I dropped food on myself? <laughs> I'm not going to self-report here. No, I don't. I don't blame any of you guys. I think that's my own boundary. <laughs> <laughs> now I have fluffy animals, and so it's not. I'm as anal as great. hell about cleaning my floor, though. So I know, I know it's clean. Mm. If I'm like at some ram, I'm not gonna pick it up off like the grocery store floor. Oh God, like, no. you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, yeah, <laughs> Even prior to the pandemic, hell no. Like the cafeteria floor at the the, the high school, oh, no. it's gone. I'm throwing it away. Whatever it is, it's gone. Sorry. <laughs> 
I, I, I just think that with shadow work and with showing up and with just being here now, uh, that, I, I mean, that's the core of it, right? Like you're, you're not letting your habits usurp your truth, you know, because of ultimately what knee jerk reactions are are habits. You're, you're used to sort of reacting in this way and sort of responding in this fashion. And, and you're re, you are rewiring your brain. That, that's the same thing I talk about in the strength card. Uh, you are re, uh, a, a common connection I make is you spill your tea on the ground and you go, I'm such a fucking idiot. And then yeah. strength pops in and goes, actually, whew, breathe. I'm not an idiot. I'm human. I drop things sometimes. Yep, it it happens. And is anyone hurt? No. I think my feelings. I'm I'm a little sad, but that's okay. I can work through that. Another thing too is like I I'm I'm a I'm a dream symbol analyst, and I I often find myself in waking life wondering why a pause is being forced upon me. So I I drop my drink and I spill it. I was moving too fast. Like like yeah. when I broke my arm over the summer. That was that was a symbol to me. There you was were a, slowed down. there was a message that was being sent to me. Like right and um uh, this happens to me a lot too when I like wake up late and I tear out of my house to go get and I'm like why is everyone going so slow? Why am I getting every red light? And like these are like like maybe not so much that the universe is sending me a symbol. My mind certainly is. I'm reacting impatiently, angry. You're not being present. Oh, the lights are red. I'm so angry. Everyone's in my way. Why am I in such a rush? Why am I, why am I? And that is again, this like presence and mindfulness. And and I dropped, I I dropped the, the drink and I spilled it everywhere. And my first reaction is anger. Where is this coming from? What am I really angry about? It's not about the cup spilling because last week I dropped it and I probably made a joke and laughed about it. So why it's not that this, this moment created a different, the stimulus uh, created a different reaction. So we can go to a scientific method here. Why is, why is this stimulus creating this reaction today? But last week it created a different reaction. What variable has changed? What's going on here? Right. Right. Get get a little scientific with it if you want to. Um, With every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are starting to push on to two hours in the podcast, and we were we were wanting to try to keep our our full length episodes down to about the two hour mark. I feel like this- and Dukes is rapidly disintegrating into a I PowerPoint am. presentation. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my shadow. My shadow is maybe like we'll, really. Uh, maybe we'll yeah. have to do a part two on shadow. I actually we talk about I, more like personal examples and like give I think like actual um, active. I would love to talk about um, like active methods of shadow work. So the the types Mm -hmm. of journaling you could do, dream studying and analysis and tarot work that leads into shadow work. I I I think we need to talk about how to use tarot and other tools. I think we can do another good um, conversation on this. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have an episode coming up in two weeks. Um, I don't think we have the exact date set yet, but it's going to be for the full moon. Um, If anybody knows the I'm guessing that's probably going to be like the first couple of days of December. It looks We're like always going to do Thursdays, right? Yeah, it looks so like it's going to be December be... 1st at 7 p.m. And we'll be talking about mm-hmm. the full moon that's happening around Ooh. that time. Um, yeah, on the 7th. Yeah. And when we go to four episodes a month at the beginning of the new year, it will be even easier for us to fit a part two of this topic in our so. schedule. 
drills. Stay tuned. There goes Dukesley's camera. Oh, it's back. So, uh, yeah, um, this is, I knew this was going to be a great conversation. I was so excited for this episode. I had so much fun. So, I do want to remind y'all that um, I have a full blog post about this on my website um, at heyshadyladylady.com. The link is going to be um, not only in the Twitch chat, but it'll also be in the show notes. Panthera, you should have a blog up, mm-hmm. right? Yep, should be up hopefully tomorrow. So it should also, I'm sure we can add it into the Mm -hmm. show notes and everything. We'll have it there for you. Um, One thing that I love about our two blogs uh, collaboratively is Shady's is very much in the the modern, the general overview. And you, you do such a good job about like, um, being funny about it and fun about it and the oh, pop culture references and the memes yeah. <laughs> and it's so fun whereas mine is a little more um, a little more concise and historical, historical I would say like yeah. it's a little more of like um, mine's a little more textbooky yours is a little more like uh, I'm so relatable yeah exactly <laughs> um, that's my persona but so they, they to work together very well so <laughs> definitely check them both out so yeah we've got we got a couple of good blogs for y'all and um and I suppose that's that's really it. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening and for the support on the podcast. This has been one of my favorite journeys and projects that I've ever worked on. So I'm so glad that y'all are liking it. Um, and we have a Discord server if you want to join the community and chat. We'll probably we've got a bunch of movies now on our list to watch. So yeah. we'll we'll try we should to watch see the we Dark Knight. I was going to say, too, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, Batman watch Batman movie night. But um, we could we could try to figure out some kind of like schedule with the movie nights and stuff too. We could also maybe like think about patreon with that we'll kind of like flex around and figure out what we're going to be doing with all of this stuff but we do have our patreon up um if y'all would like to support the show that way it would mean a lot to us and reviews are always welcome on the podcasting platforms and um definitely drop us a follow on our social media because we're going to start pumping some stuff out for y'all um and i suppose that it that's it do y'all have anything that y'all y'all want to say about your dukes do you have a reading that's that you're about to release yes Stay tuned. I've been talking about a few episodes now, but it should, it should actually be out by uh, next episode for sure. Cool. It's going to be about your moon and uh, it's going to be astrology and tarot. So I'll have more information about that once it's fully out. It should be really cool. I'm really excited. It's been in the works for a few months now and I think it's finally ready. Uh, but that's about it. I'm going to be streaming. So come yeah. say hi. And I, th- I think like um announcement if you like um Panthera and Dukesley and me um we've we're running we're doing Minecraft SMP uh gameplay on my channel and um Brennan of the Woods is joining us for that as well uh and Panthera might stream it every now and again so if you you still want some Maybe. silly good vibes that's that's uh and I've got some YouTube videos planned for it it's been a really fun time so um yeah I guess that's it um Thank you everyone so much again for listening. Uh, We will um, see you on the next episode, I guess. Uh, I think I've said everything that I'm I'm wanting to like cycle back through the promo because I'm like, did I forget something? Um, But I knew this episode was going to be great. This was such a good conversation. Um, So thank you all as the hosts for your vulnerability and sharing some of your shadows. That's very... um, it's very raw to share those things. So, uh, but I think they made, they're good examples. Um, and, and I think like final, final thought, um, the benefit, like a major benefit of healing the shadow in ourselves is that if we all work on ourselves individually, we're, we're affecting the collective and we're, we're healing the whole, we're, we're helping to heal humanity at large when we're working on ourselves individually. So this is a very high tides raise all ships. Let's all work on ourselves. Yeah. We, we help each other when we work on ourselves. 
All right. It's radical. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful night. We'll see you in the next episode of Celestial Cafe Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.